Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Welcome back, everybody, to America's Off-Road Podcast. Uh, as always, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. I am Kyle. Today with me... What's up, guys? I'm Ash. Mr. Ashford. And um, first off, before we get going, um, we've got an email set up. So if you guys have questions about podcast topics, past um, podcasts that we've talked about yeah. that you want more elaboration on, um, reach out to us, podcast at Off-Road Power Products dot com um and today we're going to cover kind of the first question that was sent in to that email um from a customer that would like to know how to pick the right winch for your truck which is kind of a broad question because there's there's a lot more than goes in goes into it other than just the 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 winch capacity right totally so so how to choose the right winch i think could could kind of also go into like a winching 101 like as a whole yeah i think we can keep it pretty simple here on this one um you definitely hit it on hit the hit the nail on the head there there's there's quite a bit of winch options so picking the right winch can be kind of a daunting task you have different brands different sizes different outputs different lines different lengths of lines i mean it's it's if you're just getting started in it it's a pretty difficult thing to choose um, but again, that's kind of what we're here for. We're going to go over some of the basics, how to choose a winch, what to look for, um, pros and cons from different, let's say line sizes or line types. Totally. Um, yeah. Um, and, and right out of the gate too, I think at offer of power products, we have, um, some pretty good brands worn, um, come up winch. And I think starting out before you even go to dive into winch type um, or winch line or how big it is. I think it's important to find a reputable brand. Um, 
not and we're not here to bash on any brands but that'll by all by all means but i think it's important to find a brand that you're comfortable with that you can see has a track record online that's got good reviews um i i personally feel is an important thing to do winches i've used this analogy before winches are like an insurance policy it's kind of one of those things that you don't always want to go. There's certain things you can go cheap on a rig and get by with. Totally agree with that. On a winch, if no. you're truly <laughs> going to be using this vehicle off-road, and even more so, you're going to be by yourself, potentially by yourself, a winch is something that you want to invest a little bit of more, a little bit more money into to ensure you're going to get a quality, quality winch that's going to work well when you need it. Because generally speaking, when you need it, you need it. Yeah. Um, winches usually... I would say in my experience is always like a last resort. I usually try to get the rig out with just driving it first, maybe using traction boards. Um, rather than getting into self recovery, you can do vehicle to vehicle recovery. Uh, if you have another friend with you, a winch, I don't really like pulling winch line. It's not fun. <laughs> Been so, there, done that. Yeah. You've pulled a lot of line. Um, so I, I try to avoid pulling, pulling winch line, but when, when you need it, you need it. So uh, again, if you're going to spend some money, I would put some coin aside for a quality winch. There is tons of winches out there on the market, which, again, makes it a pretty daunting task task to uh, select the right one. Um, it's much like anything else in life. There's cheap stuff. There's middle of the road. There's good, better, best, uh, if you will. You get what and you pay for. You do get what you buy. You know, buy once, cry once. Yeah. Um, with winches, name brand, Warren, we've all heard the name brand Warren. Uh, we love Warren winches. We run them on a lot of our own rigs. Come up is another great option. Uh, you're yep. running a come up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to come up in my truck. And it's to elaborate a little bit more on, on what you're saying, too. And it's one of those things that it might be tough to fork out the kind of money for, you know, a quality brand. But you got to look at it like Ash is saying here. This is not a performance part for your vehicle. This is not something that's going to make it. Well, some people think it makes it look cool, but this isn't going to change his driving characteristics or anything like that. This is a tool. Yeah. <clears throat> and so you do get what you pay for when it comes to winches. And if you do get in the situation where you need a winch, um, you're going to want that quality. And in my opinion, it, it even kind of goes back a little bit to our gear conversation. It's one of those overlooked, um, upgrades for your vehicle that a lot of people aren't doing, you know, they yeah. rather have the bigger tires, the suspension, all the stuff. I put a winch on mine before I even did my bigger tires just because I spent a ton of time in the mountains and the mud and the snow hunting. And if I get stuck, I don't want to leave my truck there, hike out. Um, it's just an awesome, awesome safety net to have on your truck. So um, that being said, when you're shopping for a winch, because I know you've got a, a huge history of, you know, building old Yodas and going out wheeling with those, what's the first thing you look at? Explain a little bit of different types of winches. Um and, and we'll kind of go in deeper. So I guess the first question there would be, what is a winch? I mean, some people don't know what a winch is. If you ask my wife what a winch is, she wouldn't know what a winch is. So uh, to break down the fundamentals, a winch, in short, is a mechanical device that gets bolted on the front or back of a vehicle, generally speaking, the front, um, that's either hydraulic or electronic or electric. Um, and it basically is compromised of a rope or a wire around a spool in layman's terms there to dumb it down. Um, that spool rotates either clockwise, counterclockwise and pulls the line in or lets it go out. Um, so if it's bolted on the front of the rig, obviously if it pulls the line in, it's going to pull the vehicle towards the end of the line. <clears throat> um, different types 
of the the winches itself again electric or hydraulic are going to be your main choices for the sake of this conversation i would say electric is the only way to go hydraulic winches are mostly big rig stuff um you know if you see like a 25,000 pound plus winch that's going to be hydraulic and and really really don't use hydraulic winches out there so if you're looking for one for your atv utv jeep you know pickup truck you're going to be looking at an electric winch um and then you i would say to answer your question you have three categories there you're going to have the power sports winches you're going to have vehicle winches and then you'll have industrial okay so i've got a truck so I'm going to need just a, a regular vehicle winch. Yeah. <clears throat> I found my brand that I want. I've done my research there. What? Let's talk about rating. And I think that's one of the biggest questions that people are thinking about is, you know, you've got the 9,000-pound winch or the 9.5. do or, I go with? Yeah, a 10 or a 10.5, 12, 16.5. Um, how does somebody sit down and go, oh, yeah, I need a 10,000-pound winch? A good general rule of thumb that I would always go with and I'd recommend to anybody, and if you contact any reputable winch manufacturer, let's say, for example, Warren, they're going to recommend the same thing, which is 1.5 times the vehicle's um, GVWR, so gross vehicle weight rating. So the weight of your vehicle, you're going to take that and you're going to multiply it by 1.5. And that'll Um, give you a rough... Rough idea for the winch size. And a lot of guys, being in this industry for so long, a lot of people buy the wrong size winch and you will burn that winch out very very quickly if you go with the wrong size for example the generally speaking the smaller the weight rating of the winch it's pulling capacity the cheaper the winch gets so people are trying to be cheap there you know i have a 5,000 pound rig so why can't i buy a 5,000 pound winch well you got to take in in consideration there that you're not always just pulling the vehicle weight you're going to be pulling against snow or mud or over an obstacle or over a boulder or dead weight so you got to add more weight in there so 1.5 is the best way to do it so for example if you had a 5,000 pound jeep wrangler 1.5 over that you'd be a 7,500 pound winch so you could probably get away with like an 8,000 okay so that 1.5 that that recommendation you're talking about that's what they recommend if you are hooking up to a tree and towing on straight flat ground Essentially, yeah. Essentially. So the 1.5 will is is a buffer number because that gives you that the 1.5 they came up with will allow you to, if you're stuck on the side of a mountain and you're pulling straight up, you're still kind of within that You got some wiggle, wiggle room there. And a lot of guys will go a little bit bigger. I mean, it doesn't hurt to go bigger to an extent. I mean, you can't, you wouldn't want to take a, a little Jeep and put a 16,000 pound winch on it. You're probably doing a little <laughs> overkill then. At that point, you'll pull the frame apart. But... Um, you can do a little overkill. I mean, for example, if you if you got a rig that's again five thousand pounds, you multiply it, you got seventy five hundred pounds. You can do an eight thousand, or if you wanted to jump up to something a little bit bigger, you could do like a you know a nine thousand, nine five, even ten thousand. When you get up into the little bit higher end winches, um, that additional weight rating is going to take the duty cycle of that winch and bring it down, so it's going to last longer and it's going to be more reliable. It's going to run cooler. It's probably going to have faster line speed which is we're all details we'll get into here. Sure. And and details we'll cover too later too just because we're on the topic of the weight ratings and <clears throat> and stuff like that. I think it's something important to point out is if you are somebody that has already purchased a winch that is maybe a little bit underrated for your vehicle, 
Um, they can use snatch block. That's a whole new can of worms. To- totally new can of worms. <laughs> but in a in a brief thing, you know, it doubles your line pulling power. So it can, yeah, and that would be could get of, you by in a pinch if if you bought an underrated winch. You could, yeah. <clears throat> um, we get into winch accessories here at the the end, but uh, yeah, snatch blocks are a great option to go with, um, and and we'll go into a little more detail on them. But again, selecting the right winch, make sure you start off if if you obviously haven't purchased a winch yet, you're out on the market, you're looking, Do take right. your vehicle weight times it the right way 1.5 times that's going to give you a base number to start with and then select a good brand um, we're going to recommend warren or come up winch um, both of those manufacturers will offer different kind of tiers of winches so dependent on how often you use that winch or you know if you're 100 percent wanting to go with the best option possible you have some better let's say stages of winches so I guess to kind of circle back at the beginning on choosing the right winch, um, figure out vehicle weight, figure out the brand that you want to go with, or give us a call and we can point you in the right direction. And then figure out what your budget is so that you can kind of get an idea of what winch falls in your category. Now, what I mean by that is budget-wise, winches do kind of go across the board. I mean, for example, you can get an 8,000-pound winch from a cheap manufacturer for 300 bucks. It's probably not going to work well. You go into a entry level Warren, which would be like their VR series, for example. You're going to get in that sub 1000 range, and then you can jump up to another tier like their Xeon. You can even get into the Platinum series. Yeah, so, yeah. Which kind of even brings it into the next topic. Once you found all those things, that it it's a little bit overwhelming to some people when I think they see, okay, I need a 12,000 pound winch, but then you go and say, okay, I want more and I want a 12,000 pound winch, but here's five other additional options. options. Totally. So, you know, a lot of it, that comes down to the remote. It comes down to the line. So let's talk a little bit. I mean, what, what do you prefer? What do you recommend? Yeah. Um, cause I know when, when it comes down to just the line itself, you know, you've got cable and synthetic. So yeah. So once differences, once you figured out your weight rating and you get, you figured out your brand, you got all those options to choose from. Um, there's going to be pros and cons to every one of them. Um, I would say majority high-end manufacturers, again, we kind of circle into like Warren and come up. They do offer those different stages of winches, and you're going to get additional features with the higher-end stages. For example, you, when you go from a baseline winch to a higher-end winch, you're probably going to get higher-end electronics. You're going to get something that has a better warranty. Um, what I mean by electronics is like the the controller, for example, may be higher end. Some of like the Warren Premium series will come with wireless controllers, which is an awesome feature. Then you're not having to get out of the vehicle and hardwire a plug and run it through your window and then slam it in your door and cut your wire and yeah. deal with all that. And also, it's a lot safer of an option. You're not five feet from the vehicle. If you did have to do an, like a vehicle-to-vehicle recovery, you can stand back a little farther. Uh, which is a nice feature. Um, some of the higher-end winches will have thermatic protection or thermal protection, um, which is kind of getting into the geek stuff. But winches do get really hot, and when they do get hot, they can essentially fail or the electronics can, can overheat just like a computer electronic. I mean, you can burn them up. Sure. High-end winches like the, uh, like let's say again, Warren um, Platinum Series will have thermatic 
protection and that'll allow it to monitor what the motor's heat is and shut itself down prior to burning itself up. So that's what you're getting when you pay a little bit more. You're going to get better controllers. You're going to get better electronics. Generally speaking, you're going to get better internals as well. So the gears, the quality, the material they're built out of, yeah, uh, better warranty. And, and those manufacturers too have put a ton of time in testing and developing these things, yeah. which is where, where that, that cost comes from. So it's not just, uh, yes, it totally is the features, but because those features are there, I mean, that, that stuff costs money. They can't just throw this stuff together. It's tested. They've got a great history track record of making super quality winches. So as they progress and have more features, you know, those, that's kind of stuff that you, you pay for in the price tag. So it, let's talk a little bit about winch line. Um, for anybody that has no clue on what kind of line you want, what kind of line you need. Um, I, I personally am running synthetic on my truck. I think most of the trucks here are running synthetic. And I think that's kind of the way the industry is going as a whole. I I mean, I think the the majority of the, the guys are running synthetic winches, but, um, you've got a a pretty good background in winches. What's, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, your traditional winch that we're all familiar with probably came with steel cable. Sure. Um, and if it's been out in the weather or anything like that or it sat on that vehicle for a long time, it was a pain to deal with. So synthetic is a huge leap in the right direction. For vehicle recovery, I think synthetic is the only way to go. And there's some big heavy hitter points that I'll put out there. Um, the only time I really recommend steel over a synthetic line is in work environments, like abrasive conditions. If yep. you're a logger that you're skidding logs up the mountainside and that cable is going to be in the rocks and dirt, then yes, steel line is going to be king there. Uh, abrasive conditions, it's always going to be better. Now, when you think of vehicle recovery, recovery, you're not always in a an abrasive condition. Like you're not dragging the line through something. Yeah. So synthetic line is not only lighter. Most of the time, it will have higher tensile strength. Most people look at a, a wire rope and then look at a synthetic line and think oh man the line the synthetic line is going to be way weaker it's actually not the case nope synthetic is it's mostly built out of like a polyurethane if i'm not mistaken and woven and it is extremely strong Uh, most of the time it'll have a higher brake strength than steel cable and again some of those points you have a higher tensile strength it's lighter if you ever take the wire rope off of a winch it is like 50 60 pounds they're heavy it is a lot of weight and when you get into a big winch like let's say like a warm 16.5 you're like i may be exaggerating but it's like 80 pounds of wire and then so going to synthetic you're lighter which takes a lot of weight off the front of the vehicle Um, the synthetic line also the biggest selling point to me is it doesn't store as much kinetic energy so if it ever were to fail Mm-hmm. It's not going to come whipping back at the vehicle being recovered or cut somebody's legs off or totally. something bad. And so. I, I wish I had it here. Otherwise, I'd say it, but I don't. I'm sure you can YouTube and find it. I know you've seen it. There's somebody on YouTube that did that series of snapping a bunch of – they set up like cars and clothing dummies. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, no. Oh, man, it's amazing. Um, <clears throat> and they intentionally broke these cable lines just to show you – the damage and some of these cable lines with the shackles on them and stuff are going through the sides of like engine blocks. Um, There's a lot of energy there. It is in, it is insane when those things break. It's it's sketchy. Yeah, when you um, think you have you know ten thousand plus psi or not psi but pounds of force being pulled on a steel cable, yeah. and then it does fail. I mean that's <clears throat> that's a recipe for disaster. So, so synthetic think, definitely offers a much 
higher safety. Totally. That's what I was just going to say. It's definitely a, there's a safety thing that goes into there too that I think is really cool. And with the synthetic line too, as, as it continues to develop and get more impressive, um, you know, one thing I've heard is that if sand or anything gets into the synthetic line, which you would think like may cause damage is totally fine. Um, so you don't have to worry about any kind of like, if you do sand recovery or anything, you don't have to debris. Yeah. Debris, anything that gets in there, um, doesn't do any damage to that synthetic line. And a lot so. of good, a lot of good lines now are even coming with a sheath over the top of them. Like yep. We're all familiar with knives. They go inside of a sheath and it protects the blade. It's kind of the same principle. It'll be a sheath that goes over the synthetic line and you can use that sheath over, like say, if you have to winch onto something that is abrasive, like you have to go around a roll bar or over a rock or a log, you can use that and you can protect the line. Um, and then another thing that uh, personally, if you've ever pulled wire rope and had to re-spool it back onto a winch, oh, it sucks. Man. <laughs> um, they recommend, and I will recommend wearing leather gloves because that, that, uh, wire rope will eventually fray and you'll get, I mean, it's like shoving a wire wheel through your hand. It's no fun. <clears throat> Synthetic offers a big benefit there as well. Obviously you don't have to wear gloves. It's easier to roll back on or spool back on because, well, it's light. You yeah. Can guide it a lot better. Yep. The only, well, I should touch base. The main question about running synthetic over cable that I get all the time, this kind of just came to my mind, is synthetic line cannot run on a roller fair lead, and I get that Correct. question quite often. Yep. You do have to run a hawse-type fair lead, so keep that in mind when you, if you are selecting a winch. It's going to come with that if it's already synthetic lined. Um, from factory but if you're cable now and you want to swap then you do have to swap that fair lead um, there's some roller designs that you can change the rollers to make yeah. them work with synthetic not a big fan it still has those pinch points so and the, those, those hoss fair leads aren't that that no, pricey you might as well just swap it out which kind of rolls us into the next <clears throat> topic on this um on picking the right winches all the different accessories that you can get for winches and while we're on the topic of line um, and even rollers, um, if you are somebody that does have a winch with a steel cable on it, they make kits that you can convert your winch from steel cable to synthetic line, um, and it'll include that Haas Fairlead um, with that line. But some really cool things um, have come out recently over the last year. Bubba Rope um, came yeah. out with their line of um, winch lines that has that built-in kind of soft shackle um, on yep. the end of it. <clears throat> um, so yeah, let's talk accessories. What's uh, when you buy a winch? What's your go-to stuff that you've got to have? Whether it be either on the winch itself or even in like your recovery bag, because I think everything that's in your recovery bag kind of applies to your winch. And yeah, <clears throat> um, you know, it's all an extension. Um, that's probably going to be a question from a lot of you. What do you get with a winch? Let's say common. Excuse me. Com common winch that you buy today is going to come with a winch. It's going to come with a wire rope or synthetic line. It's going to come with generally just a metal hook at the end of it mm -hmm. usually comes with a controller um, may or may not be wireless depending on um, you know what winch you go with and then you'll have your battery leads which will go to your battery um, so just your basic installation components and it'll come with your fair leads and it'll come with a fair lead whether it be hawse for that synthetic line or a roller fair lead for steel and then uh, keep in mind that the mounting position of the winch bolt pattern needs to match whatever you're going on um, whether it be, you know, what, what bumper you're installing it on or a winch plate, make sure obviously it has the same mounting dimensions. And and um, not to squirrel you here, interrupt you real quick, but something just came to my mind and something to think about when you are winning, winning when you are uh, mounting your winch, um, like when I did my hidden winch mount, I lost all 
reach to my cable. Yeah. Um, actually, my, my handheld controller. So that's also something to keep in mind when you are purchasing winch. If you are doing a winch, a hitting a hidden winch mount, um, or if it's accessible on the bumper, if it is hidden, make sure you can access that. Otherwise, you will need to buy um, a wireless winch. Um, Same so thing applies for it. the the uh, engagement arm as well. Cause totally. Obviously you have on winches, you'll have the ability to go from free spool, meaning that you can just grab the cable and and pull the cable out, um, or you can manually power it out. If you powered it out, winches are pretty slow. You don't you're not yeah. going to want to wait there for 20 minutes while you're powering the winch out. Um, so you can free spool and that, that lever that you're going to be able to move is going to allow you to go between engaged and free spool. And sometimes that will get blocked when installing it in certain vehicles. Yep. Most of the time, uh, if you're buying a good bumper, it's going to tell you what winch to go with, or they'll have an access hole to get down to it so that you can engage and disengage the winch. Yeah. Um, I have seen some really low end winch bumpers out there that don't even have those provisions. (laughs) And it's like, you have to open your hood and crawl underneath the truck to engage the winch. So keep an eye out for that before you buy a winch. Yeah. You got to mount it to your vehicle somehow. Yeah. And it goes back to that quality thing too. You know, I just did the AV bumper from my previous hidden winch mount and they did exactly that. Not only did they relocate the solenoid hookup for my manual controller, but they also have the cutout in the bumper so I can reach up and disengage into free spool. So it, it okay. kind of goes back to that quality um, and you get what you pay for. So, so that's what all comes in a winch. Once you're there, what are some kind of go-to yeah, things? Yeah, kind of swirled there. Yeah, sorry, that was my bad. <laughs> um, but it's not, I mean, just buying the winch, I think is a huge, huge step in the right direction. Um, but there's also, I think, a lot of really good winch accessories out there that are must-haves um, or bare minimums, if you will, for yeah. either a recovery situation um, that you should have in your rig. Yes. If you step one, you've got a bumper step two, you purchased a winch and now you're ready to do some recovery. Um, kind of the starting accessories that you want to get with it. And there's a lot of companies that brings that comes to mind. You can buy like a winch accessory bag. Totally. If yep. you're starting from square one you can get that bag and it'll come with the kind of like the bare essentials, the one Oh one, if you will, of parts that you should have on board. And that's going to, generally be a tree strap which we'll get into it'll have a snatch block which is going to be used to double the line pull or redirect the winch line and then you'll normally see a couple d-ring style shackles or clevises everybody has a different name for them but (laughs) your traditional little d-ring or shackle clevis um, that you're going to attach to the other vehicle or something along those lines um so you can buy a recovery bag. We have a couple kits available, yeah. I think, um, that come with the basic parts. But <clears throat> in short, I shouldn't say in short because none of this is short. Yeah, um, it's a podcast, man. It's, it's a podcast. <laughs> um, tree strap. Must if, have. Must have. If you're in the Northwest like us, most of the time we're winching not off of another vehicle. I'm winching to a tree. Um, you don't want to run the line around the tree. No uh, for several reasons. One, you can choke the tree out and kill it. Um, now, some people don't care about that, but tread lightly. Obviously, try to keep our trails open. Yeah. That's like the most important thing. There's a lot of people that go out wheeling and off-roading, and they just leave their trash and make a, you know, killing trees and everything like that. I get it, but let's try to leave the lightest footprint possible so we can continue Absolutely. to do this. And a tree strap, again, kind of squirrel, but tree strap, allows you to go around the tree and give you two loops to put a um, usually a soft shackle or some means of attaching the the hook 
of the winch line too. And uh, rather than running the actual winch cable again around the tree, when you run that winch cable around the tree, it will choke the tree out and two, make you really mad. As you pull tight enough, that cable will embed itself into the tree and it's you're gonna have to like winch itself out to get it out of the tree. Been there, done that. <laughs> so tree straps are very important. They're usually a strap like two, three inches wide, depending on what their strength is. And they're going to be 10 to 15 feet long, enough to get around a decent sized tree to hook to. Yeah. So tree strap. Um, what else? Snatch block is, Snatch is block. one of my things that we've I've used recently and some of the stuff I've gone to that it wasn't something I utilized before or carried with me, but I think is if you know how to use it, <clears throat> I think is a huge tool that can can save you in a ton of situations. And I, th- yeah. I, I think one personally isn't enough. I think if you have multiple snatch blocks, it totally changes how you can completely recover your vehicle. Cause if you just have one, it's really a one directional pull at that point. You can just go straight right. forward and double your line pull, which is a great thing to have. But if you have two, three of them, um, I mean, if you're sliding down a hillside and you need to go forward, but also keep your back end from sliding down, um, another snatch blocks are awesome. They're and for those they're great. For those that don't know what it is, uh, it's usually like two pieces of plate and kind of like a bearing roller in the middle. Mm-hmm. And you attach the snatch block to the other vehicle or to the tree or to an obstacle. And you run your winch line through that pulley. And then you can run that hook either back to your vehicle to double your line pull. Or you can go to a different obstacle or a different vehicle. Different anchor or, point. I mean, anchor yeah. point, yeah. Yeah, and, it's an I awesome mean, tool. Something as simple as like rather than pulling the vehicle let's say we're doing a vehicle to vehicle recover and we're not pulling directly. We're not in front of the vehicle. You're on a logging road. The vehicle's off the side of the road that you're trying to recover. You can't get your vehicle sideways, Down there with it. Yeah. sideways to do a direct pull. Cause you always want to pull as you know, dr- close to direct straight as possible. You can't really do that. Let's say we're on a fire road or logging road. What you could do is you could take a snatch block and run it to a tree on the bottom or high side of the, the trail or the road and run that down to the vehicle off the road so that your vehicle remains straight. You double your line pulling capacity and you can get that recover the vehicle in recovery back up onto it. Totally. And that applies to all kinds of things. And like you mentioned, you just did a cool class yeah. uh, with AEV and they taught all kinds of cool things like pulling the vehicle from out backwards with a winch on the front of the vehicle. Yeah. With like six snatch blocks, you can winch in but go back. Um, it's wild. And the other cool thing too with snatch blocks is it takes the load off the motor of the winch. Yep. Um, you know, a direct line pull, you're going to really f- hear and probably feel the load of that winch going and working. You know, you throw a snatch block on there and it's going to cut that load on that winch. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge fan of snatch blocks and then multiple kinds of shackles or clevises, whatever, yeah. you know, you're going to call them. Um, I'm a huge fan of soft shackles, um, but there's, gonna come a time where you're gonna if you only carry soft shackles you don't want those on any sort of sharp surfaces especially if that's your means of connecting your winch line to that either vehicle or anchor point um so it's always great to have some the way some other options the one thing that i see gets overlooked a lot is you want to have a fusible link um which kind of goes back to a soft shackle a soft shackle can work really well and it's very strong but it also can act as a fusible link. Mm-hmm. Um, and for example, if you had a vehicle and you ran your winch line out 
you don't have enough winch line to get to that vehicle so you have to run an extension line you do not want to run a metal d-ring between those two lines no because if that line were to fail that metal d-ring at that becomes point a bullet becomes a bullet <laughs> yes what you could do is you could take <clears throat> your winch line and use a synthetic um soft shackle to attach it to the secondary line mm -hmm. and then if something were to break you have a fusible link there to where nobody's going to end up getting hurt yeah um so the soft shackles are the wave of the future if you haven't used them you should um the only time i really recommend using a d-ring or a metal type um, recovery link is going to be directly mounted to the vehicle yep shy of that you would really want to just stay with the soft shackle. They're much safer. They're easier to work with. And the cool thing about them is they fit around a lot more things. Where with yes. a D-ring, you have like a three-quarter, let's say like a three-quarter ton or a three-quarter inch uh, shackle. You have like an inch and a half between them, between the two ears. Yeah. And then you only have so much loop size, so you can barely get the two eyelets of like a recovery strap. They're kind of a pain in the butt. And sometimes they get too tight. Yeah. You can't get them apart. Soft shackles, much like synthetic line, are kind of the, the future. Totally. And I, I, for me, the only the last thing that I would say, <clears throat> if you're buying a winch and you want to get all these accessories, at least for me, that I think is awesome, which is you, what you just touched on, is a winch line extension. I think those are awesome to have as backups um, if you are in a situation where you need additional winch line. Um, yeah, because you're going to get <clears> stuck <throat> in the snow. Yeah. And you're going to have 94 feet of winch line, and the closest tree is 96 feet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or if you're out wheeling in the dunes and you see there's a tree over there that I can get out with or yeah. whatever it may be. But, yes, you're. in fact, I think the owner, Brian, ran into that with his um, Terex one time. He was up at Priest and was like, did some trip and ended up, he got out but came back and was just like, get a winch extension line for the Terex because yeah. I ran out of winch line. And it's a terrible feeling when you have the most powerful tool to get you out of a situation and you can't use it because you don't have enough line. So, um, yeah. In short, snatch <clears throat> block, shackles, whether it be have a couple metal and a couple soft shackles, um, you want to have a tree tree strap. Did I already mention that? Yeah, the tree, tree strap, strap yep. snatch block, soft shackle. Um, and then another thing that you can touch bases on is a line saver. There's all kinds of different words, names, I shouldn't say words, but names for them. But yeah. Some people will throw like a heavy coat over the line or there is some bags that go over the line to protect it if it ever were to fail. That's another cool thing you can throw in yeah. your recovery kit. Yep. Um, synthetic line, you don't have to be as cautious about, but if you're still running wire rope, um, I would really recommend that because if the line were to break, you have a weight on it to kind of direct it towards the ground rather than up in the air or back at the vehicle. Yeah. Um, and there's really good options to put all this together. Um, you know, we use, I personally in my truck, I have a, an ARB bag. They make some really nice recovery bags that are actually like kitted out to work for a snatch block, soft shackle, two lines, whether it be a tree strap and a snatch strap. Yeah. And it all fits in one little bag. And I just toss it in the back seat. Those are and slick. And I have everything there rather than, you know, scrambling around or throwing them in the bed or something yeah. like that. So, yep. And I, I think that's pretty much everything that goes into as a 101 to, yeah to buying a winch um which also kind of turned into a 101 kind of gear session but um it, it's definitely something that does need so i mean you got to sit down and do your research and think about it or give us a call i mean that's what we're here for yep. that's why we're doing this podcast is to get you the information you need to make an educational purchase and uh 
I thought it was important. And, and that was a great question from our customers. So thanks for sending that email in Absolutely. and asking about that. Cause it is the most important tool on your vehicle um, and an overlooked one. And it, it does stink to see people buying these dirt cheap unnamed wenches for 250 bucks. And um, I mean, if you're buying a wench and you think you're going to need it, spend the money. I mean, yeah, go with a quality, save wench. your rig. <laughs> uh, yeah. If I had the option to sleep in my rig or sleep in my bed, yeah, I'm going to sleep in my bed. Yeah. And so, I'm going to have a winch that also works the next yeah. time I need it. And there, again, to touch on that, I mean, you don't have to go. We're not saying go with the highest end worn premium winch. If no. you're a budget, like, uh, you know, a budget minded guy, um, this is your first winch. You're not going to be off road all the time. Uh, you're not going to be recovering every weekend. There is budget friendly options available. Sure. And we carry a lot of those. But um, what we're saying is, is go with a quality name brand, something that you're going to have a warranty behind. And you're going to be able to get some some product support. You're going to be able to buy an additional line for it. You're going to be able to buy controllers for it. Yeah. All that's supported by the manufacturer. Yep. And, uh, yeah, again, make an educated choice. That's what we're here for. And I think the most important thing, if, if you take away anything from this podcast, is use the equation that you mentioned at the beginning. Take your gross vehicle weight and multiply that by 1.5. And that will get you in the ballpark on what size winch you need. Um, and just the last thing I want to say is, especially for the overlanding crowd, take all the other additional weight that yes. you're throwing on the back of your Thank truck you. into consideration because you may come up with, you may have a 5,000-pound Jeep, but then you throw bumpers, armor, all this other additional stuff, rooftop tents, racks, recovery gear. You could easily add another 1,000 pounds onto that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Easy. There's some pretty heavy JKs out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so take that into consideration. 1.5 times your vehicle weight plus all the other weight and all the other gear you plan on running in there. That's going to get you to where you need. Um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks Absolutely. for coming. Uh, always have, always enjoy having you on here, Ash. You're a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, gadget stuff like that. And uh, I'm a geek. Yeah, especially when it comes to off-rotoring. <laughs> So thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time on America's Off-Road Podcast. See you guys.